Hi, everyone, and welcome back. I'm so glad you're here. Really, I do mean that. I am very grateful for every single one of my listeners, and I'm grateful that you continue to listen to this podcast week after week. And I want to give a shout out to my listeners from Italy. First of all, I love Italy. Let me just say that again. I love Italy. Been there several times, and I'm really missing traveling And it was our plan to go to Italy this summer. So I'm really bummed we're not there. But I just want to give a a shout out and a hello and a ciao to my listeners and my friends in Italy. Thank you for tuning in. I'm super grateful. And speaking of summer, we just had the first official day of summer, which was June 20th. And this podcast is being released on June 24th. And so it's the perfect day to have this podcast because it's all about what's in your closet. And this is somewhat of a follow-up to an earlier episode I did uh, with Gerilyn Gabrook about decluttering. And this episode is really around focusing in on our closet and how do we build confidence in our closet. So if you're anything like me and your closet can cause you some anxiety And, you know, sadly, it's the first place we go in the morning, right? We go to get dressed. And then all of a sudden, these gremlins, these saboteurs in our heads start talking to us immediately from the time we literally wake up. It's the first thing we do is go get dressed. I will have a whole episode on saboteurs and gremlins. But, you know, if you're anything like me, you walk into your closet and you're like, oh, I don't fit in those pants anymore. Why do I have all these clothes from 10 years ago that I feel like I should fit into, but I don't. And if you are looking to build confidence through what's in your closet, today's episode is absolutely for you. My guest today is Elisa Ellis of Closet Confidence. Elisa helps women find and elevate their style so they can feel empowered and walk out the door with confidence. How amazing is that? The thing I love about Elisa is that she really helps people transform their closets and in doing so is really helping women transform their lives. So I invite you to listen in on how Elise Ellis, both virtually and in person, is making personal styling accessible and affordable to everyone. So listen in. Welcome to the Lead Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Barron. I'm obsessed with helping people feel more connected to themselves, the people they love, their work, and their purpose. I'm a leadership coach, speaker, self-improvement junkie, wife, mom of two teenagers, and 30-year corporate career woman turned entrepreneur. This podcast will give you the tools, insights, and real honest conversations that will help you lead your life so you can love your life. Let's dive in. All right. I'm here with Elisa Ellis. Elisa, I'm so glad you're here today. And I really look forward to this conversation because I really know that it's going to add so much value to my listeners. So thank you for being here. Thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we actually met at a networking group and we had this great instant connection. And one of the reasons not only did we connect personally, but I think one of the primary reasons why we connected is because we really have 
similar services that we're trying to offer to women and similar values as to what we are really trying to support women to do. So I would love it if you would just kind of give people a little bit of background on how you came to do what you're doing and why you're doing it. Sure. I I was in corporate for 20 plus years and uh, I was an event planner at UCLA and Stanford University and my husband's job changed. So we had to move to a new town and I knew no one and I traveled a lot. So it suddenly became very clear because I had two young children that I could not travel a long length of time and do my corporate job. So I had to pivot and try something new. And I did Stellan Dot. I still do Stellan Dot. It's a jewelry company, mm-hmm. which I love. And it, it gives me an excuse to get up and put jewelry on and look pretty and make myself feel beautiful. But what I found was I started helping other women do that. Uh, a lot of my clients were speakers, life coaches, and they wanted to know how to wear their pieces more than one way. And it just translated into helping other women how to feel good when they got up in the morning, how to put on a pair of jeans and a t-shirt and still look and feel beautiful. And um, quite a few of my clients referred me to friends of theirs that were going through divorce. And I started styling them and helping them put together outfits that would work for them in a business environment because they'd been out of the workforce for so long. And I decided I had to monetize that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so tell me about the transition that you made. Obviously, you, you made this transition from corporate because your life circumstances and your family circumstances really dictated right. that. And then all of a sudden, you know, here you are selling stuff, which I love Stella and Dot, by the way, love, love their jewelry. And then, you know, as you start helping women, how did you decide that, hey, this is actually a business that I can monetize and I can turn into a full time business? You know, what what was that shift for you? Well, as I started helping more women put together outfits, like let's say I had one client who was going through a divorce, had to go back to work, didn't know, uh, she didn't have the money to put together outfits. So I said, I'm going to come help you. We put together two weeks worth of outfits and she really just needed a pair of pants, you know, something that wasn't a pair of jeans with holes in it, a, a skirt, and she didn't have to spend a lot of money. And it was then, and she wasn't the only one. I had several friends who were going through the same issue. They needed to go back to work. They didn't know what business casual looked like or business professional looked like. And I thought, there's got to be a way I can monetize this. And so I started. I just I threw together a website. I threw together some business cards. And I put myself out there. I joined networking groups. That was really key for me is I joined every networking group I could think of, I could find. And it was a great experience. Some were great, some were not so great, but I met a lot of women. And I just realized that you just have to start. Well, you just have to start. <laughs> no, it's it's so true. And, and I love that you, one of my mottos is taking imperfect action. And I love that you just said, you know what, I just need to start. I just need to do this and I just need to move forward. So have you always been... I mean, because by the way, every time I see you, even on Zoom, even now, you're so put together and you always have great jewelry and the way you put your outfits together and on your Facebook lives, you are always so adorable and you're so, I love everything you do. So have you always had a passion for fashion? And, you know, tell me about that. 
you know what? I really, I haven't. I will tell you that for many years, I struggled with clothes and what to wear. When I was growing up, I was very overweight. I'm still a plus size gal, but my mom would put me in clothes that were for a, a woman in her 30s. And I was a high schooler or a middle schooler. And it's because she grew up poor. So she would buy me really fancy clothes and put these clothes on me that I didn't feel good in, that I had no, con- I just wanted to wear dittos like everybody else. <laughs> I love and dittos, I by the really, way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I wanted Gloria, Gloria Vanderbilt jeans and dittos. <laughs> and it just, it was really tough because I was wearing ruffly blouses with bow ties and not bow ties, but you know, a a blouse with a tie on it. And so it wasn't until after college where I really became more comfortable with my body and realized I'm a jeans and t-shirt gal. And I really enjoy putting on a piece of jewelry and putting some makeup on because that makes all the difference to me in getting up and how I feel about myself and how I how I look. How If I feel good, I, I always tell my clients, if you put something on and it makes you feel good, then that's what you're going to project to the world. If you put something on and it's kind of not comfortable, doesn't fit right, that's what you're going to project to the world. So you got to find something that fits you and that you feel good in. And it doesn't matter if it's in style or not in style. It's about how you feel and the aura that you're projecting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so we're going to talk. So in the midst of this interview, we are in the middle of COVID-19. And, you know, talk to me about how people show up because right now people are showing up on Zoom. And so I think it's very relevant for this conversation because I know I've been, I've been on, you know, Zoom myself and I've seen people sitting in beds. I've seen people in kind of schlocky clothes. And so what would be your advice for women who are working remotely, who are either on Zoom or actually not on Zoom, but they're just in their home office working remotely? What, what is your advice? So I'm going to say that you should be getting up and doing your normal routine and showing up for yourself before you show up for anybody else. I really, you know, I know I'm going to get backlash for this, but I'm not a lounge gal. I own one pair of leggings and I go to Weight Watchers in them and I come home and I take them off. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a lounge gal because I believe that if I'm going to show up for somebody else, I need to feel good about how I look, how I feel, you know, kind of what we just talked about. And if I'm wearing sweats, that's going to change the attitude and how I'm showing up for my friends, my clients, my people. And just like you, I've seen people in robes. I've seen people in sweats. I've, um, I've even, you know, I've helped clients who are life coaches and they're showing, we go through their wardrobe and they show me what they're wearing when they're doing their Zoom calls with clients. I tell them, you shouldn't be wearing that because people are paying you to pay attention to their details and you have to pay attention to your own details. And, and you know that that you can be in the business world that works. And even if you're at home, you have to take care of yourself before you can take care of other people, but you have to show up and, and you have to show up for yourself first. So I think it's really important that you put something on. That doesn't mean you put makeup on or a fancy blouse, but you got to put something on that you feel good in. And it's professional depending on what kind of environment you're in. If you're having happy hour with the girls and that's different, but um. right. No, I, well, it's funny because I was on a zoom. I was on a networking zoom call last night and we're all, we're a very close knit group. And one of the <laughs> funny enough, one of the things that they were saying, were, you know, 
pants aren't optional. <laughs> you have to put on <laughs> pants. <laughs> now, I will I will admit that yesterday I did have a really nice blouse on because I was in, I was on calls all day long. I did have a nice blouse on. I had a necklace. I had my makeup and my hair done, but I was in my pajama. <laughs> I was in my pajama <laughs> pants. So I did stand up in the middle of my meeting last night and I did I did show my I consider them friends. I did show them my pajama pants. But um, what do you notice about so I know that, you know, this isn't maybe your philosophy isn't for everyone, right? Maybe some people right. feel comfortable working from home in their in their loungewear. My question to you is, how do you feel differently if you're in your loungewear or if you're, you know, dressed up and and you're putting yourself together for you? How does that change things for you? If I'm in my pajamas, let's say, because that's pretty much the only loungewear I have, (laughs) um, then I'm in a relaxed mode. I'm not in a working mode. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you over the weekend, if I'm not going anywhere, if I'm not doing anything, especially in this pandemic. Uh, you know, I sat in my pajamas on Sunday and we worked on a puzzle and I'm not in the mind of doing anything productive, truly. Whereas if I get up, I get dressed, I take a shower, put some makeup on, put on a cute outfit, then I'm much more game for getting the things done on my to-do list, whether it's cleaning out the kitchen or the garage or doing my, you know, business thank you notes, whatever that is. I'm I'm ready for the challenge. I'm ready for the day. Yeah. I, I just really want to say this is one of the areas that we really connect on and, and we both have the same values and the same belief is that, you know, women really need to show up for themselves first. And so often we put ourselves last. And that was one of the main reasons why I really wanted you to come on the show is I really wanted you to talk about, you know, how styling and how, you know, putting yourself together and putting together a nice outfit that's appropriate for whatever, whether it's a, an evening event or whether it's a work event, whether it's a business casual meeting, or even if you're going to, um, let's say, a team building event at work and you need to dress in jeans. I mean, you still need to be. And unfortunately, the reality is men and women have different um, boundaries and, and different rules to play by when it comes to attire. And unfortunately, I think I think women need to be more mindful about it than men do. Absolutely. I completely agree. I think it's really important for women to take time for themselves. Even when I, you know, when I'm in the still and dot jewelry world, I hear a lot of women say, Oh, I don't have time for jewelry. I don't have time for earrings. I don't have time when I get dressed. I don't they repeatedly tell themselves they don't have time. Well, you might not, but in my world, I believe that you should make time for yourself. There's something about, you know, we want to raise our kids. We want to love our spouses, but you have to learn to love yourself first, really, and take care of yourself before you can take care of and love somebody else. And so if you're not willing to take five minutes, three minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it is to make yourself feel more beautiful or more confident, it's not about makeup. It's about what makes you feel good about yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's a cute pair of sweatpants. That could be it, you know, or maybe it's a pink lip gloss or maybe it's putting your hair in a bun, whatever that is for you. I just truly believe you have to show up for yourself and practice self-care, even if it's only five, 10 minutes before you take care of everybody else. 
And I believe you have to, as a woman, dress for the job that you want, not necessarily the job you have, because we are looked at in a different light. And I have so many clients. I just had a client last month. We went through her closet. She had a promotion and she was still wearing kind of what I call schleppy clothes to work. And I said, you're a regional VP. You, in my opinion, <laughs> that's why she hired me. <laughs> These aren't the clothes of a regional VP. You would never catch a man showing up in casual wear if he was a, and I know that's a double standard, but it's just, you have to show up for you. And so it was easy. I also think that sometimes we don't dress the part or make the right choices because we don't have the right pieces. I like to help women figure out that getting dressed can be really quick and easy if you have the right pieces in the closet and you have pieces that fit the body you have now, not the one you want, not the one you had, not the one that you would have if you lost five or 10 pounds, whatever that is. Yeah. So I love what you said. And I just want to pause there just to make sure everyone really heard that is, you know, dressing for the job that you want, not the job that you have. So I I just want to back up a little bit. And can you tell us more about what that looks like for some people and how you've helped people, you know, transition their wardrobe from the job that they have and to the job that they want? And, you know, what does that look like? So I'll give you two examples. So I had a client who was working at a law firm and she said that she was wearing leggings to work, which I'm not quite sure how that worked out, but uh, we went through her closet because she was frustrated and had nothing to wear. And we got rid of the pieces that didn't fit her body. Mm -hmm. And we went shopping for new clothes. And the actual, the process of letting go of the clothes that didn't fit her, she emailed me and said, now I can be somebody else. Mm -hmm. Now I can try, I can envision myself as a different person. And when we went shopping, she completely changed from being casual to wanting to be more professional. And finding clothes that were really a step above what she was wearing because she let go of the things that were holding her back, which were simply clothes that didn't fit her. She can now see herself in a new light. And it was really exciting. And I think she was really excited. Absolutely. I mean, I really, just in that example, just I can feel just the acceptance that she must have had and this new this new energy going forward of wearing a wardrobe that she felt really fabulous in. Because yes. I think that is part of, I mean, I, and I, this, I'm speaking for myself too. I mean, I, I worked at home for 27 years. So there were plenty of days I was in my stretchy pants or my leggings. But, you know, what do you say to maybe the corporate lawyer who's wearing leggings to work because, and I think this is probably a big reason why, because she feels like nothing fits her very well, because she feels like, well, they're comfortable and maybe I don't look so great in slacks or jeans. You know, So what do you say to women who are kind of struggling where maybe they have put on a few pounds from their 30s to their 40s to their 50s, which is very normal, by the way, but they still have this mindset that if they can't fit into those clothes, that they're just going to wear the comfy clothes until they can get back into those clothes. So what do you say to those women? So I remind them that they're worth it because part of the mentality is I don't want to spend money on new clothes because 
the back story is I'm not worth it. If I find so many moms, women who are willing to spend money on their kids or their spouse or somebody else, but when it comes to spending money on ourselves, oh no, it's okay. I don't want to spend that money. And I don't think, so I remind them, you don't have to have a whole new wardrobe. You can just buy one pair of pants or two pairs of pants or two skirts or you know, it doesn't have to be the whole wardrobe. It could just be one or two pieces that are going to fit the body you have now so that when you get up in the morning and you get dressed, it's a, oh, I'm excited to put on that cute skirt or those cute jeans or the pants that fit me as opposed to nothing fits. I'm just going to put on the sweats or the leggings or the stretchy pants. It's about being excited and it's about taking time for yourself and saying, okay, I need this. This is for me. And you don't have to spend a lot of money. And I know a lot of women struggle with going shopping because nothing fits. So I always recommend if you're not going to hire someone like me, then go someplace like Nordstrom's. They offer the service for free. There are stylists there that are free. They'll bring you clothes. Uh, Same thing with White House Black Market, Loft. They don't necessarily have stylists, but they have women who've worked there for years and they want you to come back as a customer. So they're not going to tell you something looks cute on you and fits you when it really doesn't because they want you to come back and spend money there. Mm -hmm. And so using those free services are a way to kind of have another opinion on what works for you and maybe what doesn't. I love that advice. And it's one of the reasons why I really love you and your services because it became very clear to me right up front when we met that you have this range of possibilities of services that you offer And some of it is just really educating people about where they can go buy clothes and how they can put together a great outfit where maybe you have an expensive piece, but, you know, maybe you have a belt from Target and maybe you have a cute pair of shoes from, you know, um, I don't even know, but Target, Target, (laughs) right, exactly. And, and, And so, you know, you, I think when people think about a stylist, it's like, oh, well, I don't know if that's maybe necessarily in my price range. And so okay. can you kind of talk about the services that you do offer and, and how you help women? Sure. I really like to educate women. You know, I have a, a gift. I have a Louis Vuitton purse that my mother-in-law and mom gave me, and I love it. But I also have a $12 belt from Target. And I truly believe that you can mix and match inexpensive pieces with more expensive, you know, you and I had connected because we both love cabbie. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of women who think it's too overpriced. It's expensive. It's out of their range. But what I really like to uh, talk to my customers about is the price per wear. So I have a, uh, I'll use cabbie as an example. I have a cabbie sweater. I've had it for five years. It probably cost me a hundred dollars, but I have worn that sweater hundreds of times mm-hmm. and I've worn it year round. And so if I look at it that way, it's like maybe 10 cents aware, true. Right. Whereas I could go to Target and buy a really cute, here's a great example. I bought a really cute tank top. I wore it all last summer. It's done. I probably spent $25 on it, but it's done. I wore it for three months and then I had to throw it out because it disintegrated in the wash. And it was a great blouse for a season, but then it was done. And I'd much rather invest in pieces that are going to last me a couple of years rather than something that's going to last me a couple of months. 
Yeah, I completely agree with you. I, I am a big Cabbie fan and um, I have clothes that I'm still wearing from Cabbie because they're they're really very elegant and they're timeless in terms of, you know, they're trendy enough to where they look nice and they look good, but you can wear them for years. And I have yes. I have Cabbie clothes in my closet that I'm still wearing years and years later. Um, that still look great. The quality is still great. And I wash and wear them. I don't have to take them to the dry cleaners, which is right. amazing as well. So, um, and there's other brands like that, like J crew or loft. I mean, there's, you know, there's a whole list of them that range in quality as well as price. And sometimes they go on sale 50, per, like right now, things are 50% off, 70% off, right. an additional 10% off. So it just depends on what you're looking for. Yeah. So if I were to hire you or if one of my listeners were to hire you, so do you go in and do you basically go through their closet or do you help them just, do you help them shop for certain situations? You know? So I do both. Typically what I do is a closet edit and a closet outfit coordination. So when I started the business, you know, I just started to figure out let's see if this will work. I had a package where it was outfit coordination and a separate package that was a closet edit. And what I found after a year of being in business is really those two things are one. As we go through the closet and we, I always suggest that people try on everything in their closet because that's really the only way you're going to figure out what's working for you and what's not. When you try something on, you can instantly know, Ooh, I don't, like this. It doesn't fit or it's too tight or it's too big. You know, a lot of women gain weight as they get older, but some lose a lot of weight, especially if they're going through a crisis in their life. So I've had clients who are like, oh, I love this jacket. And then they put it on like, oh, wait, it doesn't fit. It's itchy. And so as we go through that process of trying things on in their closet, they realize what's not really working for them, what they really love and what they don't love and what they should really be letting go of. And so as we go through that and let go of pieces and find pieces they love, we can put together new outfits. I've even had clients say, you know what, I really love this skirt or I really love this top, but I have nothing to wear with it. And as we go through all their pieces, they either find things they forgot they had or realize that they have more outfits than they thought. I had a, a life coach who had several suits a dress and a jacket or a skirt and a jacket, but she would never separate those pieces. Mm -hmm. And so when I showed her how to separate all those pieces and mix and match with what she already had, she had 20, 30 more outfits than what we started with. And so it was like shopping in her own closet. Yeah. Well, and I love that that's what you do is you really come in with an objective eye and you can, I know you well enough to know that you're putting pieces together that probably I would have never thought of because that's exactly. just not my forte. I'm the person that goes to the store and says, oh, I like what's on the mannequin. I'll just take that. And, yeah. you know, the thought of mixing and matching things together isn't, um, I don't always come up with that on my own. So it's really awesome that you can walk into someone's closet and look at everything and put all these outfits together that they probably never imagined they could put together themselves. Right. And then what I typically try and do is take pictures of those outfits for them. And I print them out and I put them in a book for them when all is said and done. And after our session, I have a list of pieces they might need. Like I have one client that had a lot of cute sheath dresses, but she wasn't comfortable with her arms anymore. So I said, well, how about you just get a cute cardigan? 
or a lightweight jacket or, you know, there were three or four different suggestions that we had. So afterwards I send the list and I give them suggestions. And sometimes I supply links, shopping links that makes it easy for them to shop online. And if they're not comfortable shopping online, then we can book a shopping appointment and I go with them to very specific stores, depending on their body type, their budget. And we find pieces that helps them mix and match with what they already have. Mm -hmm. So I love all of that. And I think your service is so valued and so needed. I need it myself. But, you know, what do you say to, I mean, you talk about shopping. So what do you say to women who are maybe wearing clothes that are either out of date or they shouldn't be wearing just because they really don't like shopping? So what do you say to those women? So I have several clients that don't like shopping. And so they specifically have booked shopping appointments with me, but, and it usually it's at least an hour. Sometimes it takes two and it depends on where you're starting. I have some clients that don't have proper undergarments and that's a really important piece of getting dressed depending on what you're wearing to work. And then other clients that are maybe don't want to have the budget or are uncomfortable with it. So I suggest they make appointments with stylists at Nordstrom's and other small boutiques that do have those types of services available for free. And like I said, the salespeople are typically very supportive and helpful because they want your return business. And mm-hmm. so they're going to tell you what works for you. But I think it's important to start with what you have in your closet because I think women would be surprised at how much they have already there. It's just a matter of finding the right way to wear it and mixing and matching with what you already have. Yeah, I I completely agree with you. And one of the things that you talked about is you said, you know, as as women put on weight as they get older or lose weight, you know, they're wearing clothes that maybe aren't flattering their bodies the way that maybe they flattered their bodies in their 30s or 40s. So what do you say or or how do you help women who might have, let's just say, put on more weight as they've gotten older? You know, what styling tips do you have for women um, that sure. are maybe trying to either wear those old clothes or, you know, kind of what mistakes, I guess, do you see them making? So a lot of women I see are trying to hide. As we gain weight, we buy clothes that are bigger and bigger and have less shape. And my suggestion is always the opposite. You know, I have a client I just recently helped. She was turning 50. She really, you know, wanted to lose weight and that didn't happen. And when I went in to help her, she had clothes that fit her body, but she also had a lot of big cardigans and sweaters that were very bulky. And as I say, make you look like a blob. You don't want to look like a blob. You want to find your unique beauty. We all have it, whether it's your waist, your hips, your bottom, your chest, maybe it's your hair or your eyes, whatever that is, everybody is beautiful in their own way, whether you're a size two or 22. I completely agree with you 100%. Yeah, I really, so this particular client had a lot of oversized tops and I suggested that she start tucking things in, tuck your shirt in in the front, put a cute belt on. And if you're wearing a cardigan, instead of hiding your body, as in wrapping it over your chest, put it behind your arms, like under your arms so that it hangs next to you instead of in front of you. And suddenly she had shape. She had hips. She had a waist. 
she had a body and she actually texted me this week that she's getting compliments about her cute clothes. Well, the clothes are the same. She hasn't gone shopping. It's just a matter of how she's wearing them and presenting herself. Suddenly she looks put together because she's tucking in her shirt and putting on a belt. And so instead of looking kind of schleppy and hiding, she looks put together. And it's simple changes like that that make a difference. Yeah. And and I'm sure for her, she's probably not only looking different because she's wearing them differently, but she's probably feeling different about herself. And that is absolutely. And her energy is coming across and she's, you know, she's walking a little taller and a little, you know, with more with more confidence. Absolutely. She says that she feels 100 times better. And, you know, I've had clients who after we go through their closets, they cry because they realize they can feel good. They can look good. And the letting go of what doesn't fit or it's not working for them is like a ton of bricks on their shoulders that's suddenly gone. And it really makes a difference in how they show up for themselves and feel about themselves. And they go from maybe feeling ho-hum to, ooh, I look pretty good today. And that just makes all the difference in the world when you get started in the morning. I completely agree. I think we need to celebrate ourselves every day, no matter where we're at comparatively to where we think we should be. It's just that acceptance and that self-love and that, like you said, we are all beautiful. We all have different shapes and different frames and but we all have at least one thing that we can really celebrate about ourselves and if you're listening and you don't know what that one thing is I really challenge you to really you know think about that and focus on that because we all have we all have many things that are just beautiful about us and we need to start celebrating that as women and we need to really start more so just honoring that for ourselves. I'm a, I'm a big believer in that. And, you know, I shared in the intro, I've had my own body image issues growing up. And, you know, it is something I've struggled with personally. And I had the JLo and the Kim Kardashian booty before it was popular. So, you know, <laughs> and for a really long time, I didn't celebrate that. And, kind of a long story. But, you know, I went through my own personal development and really had some people that helped me honor that about myself. And now I I love that part about myself. But and it's so different the way I carry myself because I honor that piece of me that I used to be shameful of. And now I absolutely celebrate. So and I really invite women to think about that for themselves. It's important to learn to love your body, all of it. And I've learned through this process of working with women that it really doesn't matter if you're a size two or a size 22. I mean, I I really work with all size clients. Every woman has some body part they're not happy with or thinks that they need to lose five pounds or look a certain way or, you know, and we all, you know, we all think the grass is greener on the other side. Mm -hmm. But really, you have to learn to, be kind to yourself. And uh, years ago, I read something, a woman who was talking about her body and women who don't like their arms, but those arms hold the ones you love. Women who are unhappy with their stomach. Mm -hmm. For most women, that stomach held 
their children. Exactly. You know, there's, there's your legs, your, some women don't like their thighs, but those legs carry you through every day. So it's just a matter of reminding yourself that you're beautiful and it doesn't matter what the scale says or what the size of your jeans is. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And, you know, I, I think even just during this COVID experience, you know, it's, I think more people are getting in touch with the fact of just appreciating life. I mean, people are, unfortunately, a lot of people are passing away and we might know people that have been affected by it. And, you know, just really honoring the fact that we're healthy and we're here and honoring what our beautiful, amazing bodies can do for ourselves. So it's probably a whole nother podcast episode um, (laughs) that we could do. But, you know, I I did want to just pause because I really think that your service, Elisa, is something that helps women honor that about themselves. And again, it's why I had you on the show is because it is something that's really important and near and dear to me. And I think my audience members as well. So, I mean, is there anything else that you think like women struggle with that we haven't talked about or any? So I will say that the quit taking it personally, I mean, I was in sales, you know, transitioning from corporate to being an entrepreneur, you have to reach out a lot to other people, whether it's networking, whether it's for sales, whether it's for asking for advice. And I learned from another networking queen, she had a quit taking it personally, which is Q-tip. She would talk to people and when they'd say no, she would tell herself, okay, that's one Q-tip down, quit taking it personally. And then, you know, she'd try and reach out to people at least 10 a day when she was trying to build her business. Because as women, we tend to take things personally and we struggle with that. And it's part of the fear. And you really have to know that it's okay. And you don't have to do it perfectly. You don't have to get it right the first time. You just have to keep showing up. Yeah, absolutely. Again, I think that could be a whole other podcast episode as well (laughs) in itself. No, I mean, you've shared so many valuable insights. And you've talked about your services and really just around, you know, helping women really honor and value and cherish the beautiful bodies that they have and how they can feel better, even with the clothes that they already have in their closets, right? Um, They don't have to go out and buy a completely new wardrobe to feel like a million dollars. So are there any uh, maybe quick tips you have for women or, you know, things that you see women making common mistakes? I know you talked about, you know, the cardigans and any other styling tips that you would have for women where you see women making common mistakes? So I would say find, go through your closet and find colors that make you happy or that light up your face. Go into a room and take some of the pieces that you have and lay them against your skin in natural sunlight next to a window in your bathroom and really take a look at which ones make you feel better, which ones make you smile and which ones are kind of washing you out. You know, there's a real difference in when I wear black versus where I wear a bright yellow color. It really changes my mood. It changes how I feel and it changes how you show up. So I would suggest looking at what you have in your closet and making it work for you. And do you think that there are certain colors that go with certain skin tones or can anyone wear any color? I think 
for the most part, anyone can wear any color because like I said before, I really believe that if, if you're wearing something and you're rocking it and you feel amazing, that's what you're going to exude. Whereas if you're wearing something where you just feel blah, it's just not going to come through whether or not it's supposed to look beautiful on you. It's not going to work because you're not feeling it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, back to the black, I think a lot of women wear black to go back to your original point of hiding, you know? Yes. And so when you find a client, you know, that has a lot of black in their closet, how do you kind of advise them and moving forward? So I have a couple of different suggestions. I do have one client who wears all black and she was feeling kind of over it, but didn't want to spend a lot of money on new clothes. So we talked about different pieces of jewelry that she could wear that would change up the look of her outfit. And she ended up buying a couple of different necklaces that were versatile, as well as some funny earrings. And suddenly she noticed that people at work were commenting on her outfits. And it really wasn't, she wasn't wearing anything new except for the jewelry. And it's because it changed the focal point. And it was great because she felt better. Suddenly she was getting confidence because she was getting compliments and she didn't have to spend a lot of money for that change. And then I have other clients, as we go through their wardrobes, they realize they have a lot of black and they tell me, you know what, I'd really like to add some color. And so we work on that together and find different tops or bottoms and ways that we can work in some color. And then when we shop together or when I send them suggestions, we introduce that color and we figure out which colors really work best for them, which ones they love, which ones they don't love, because there are some that people are like, yeah, no, I'm not wearing that. Right. And we work together on that because not everybody has the same style. You know, my style is not going to be your style. I have some clients that are very bohemian and I have others that are very conservative. I have some that only wear dresses and some that only wear slacks. And so it really just depends on the client and what works for them. And I can make suggestions, but in the end, you, the client has to be comfortable with it and feel good in it and feel confident. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, Elisa, you've definitely built a business that is really helping women find and elevate their style. So they feel empowered. And that has come across very clearly today. You know, I know that you really want women to walk out the door with confidence. And I know that you're passionate about helping your clients look and feel their best. And you really are helping them transform their closets and their lives. So tell people where they can find you. They can find me on my website, closet-confidence.com. Or I am on Instagram at Stylish Curvy Girl. And the same for Facebook at Stylish Curvy Girl. Perfect. And I will say I'm on your Facebook page all the time watching your Facebook lives. And I have learned so many great tips. So I really invite everyone. We'll have all of the links in the show notes. And I really invite everyone to visit. um, First of all, your website is beautiful. It's great. And I invite everyone to not only visit your website, but also your Facebook page because it's amazing. And you give so much value and so many great tips and information to your audience. And it's really, really valuable. And I really invite everyone to to check you out over there. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for having Absolutely. me. Absolutely. This fun. has been great. Thanks, Elisa. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for being here today and listening to the Lead Your Life podcast. My invitation to you is that you do one thing today 
to move toward a more meaningful, fulfilling life for yourself. Today, you have the opportunity to challenge your mindset or have a meaningful conversation or take one action step towards your goals. So what are you waiting for? It would mean the world to me if you would subscribe and leave a review wherever you are listening to this podcast. I look forward to connecting with you next week. Until then, don't wait till tomorrow. Be your best self now. Thank you.